What's up, everyone? Thanks for hanging out here with us. You've made it to Friday, and this is the exciting time because we have got plenty of NFL action to get into. This is, you know, normally it's the NFL Sunday look ahead or whatever we want to call this thing. In this case, it's it, let's just call it the Wild Card Weekend Preview because we've got six games going on between Saturday and Monday. It's going to be a blast. I'm Adam Kaufman. We've got Eric Lindquist, the two of us, coming at you for the better part of the next hour. How are you, my friend? Doing well. It was nice. Uh, it was nice to have a decent night in the NBA streets. Now you just yep. jump back over into the NFL streets. I'm about to sweat the PGA cut street uh, <laughs> streets. I mean, there's just so much going on every single day here. Wouldn't have it any other way. And really looking forward to this playoff weekend over at Yahoo. You know what it is? You've got a, a lot of streets in your neighborhood. I do. There are. Uh, I live Brown in Los Angeles. Makes sense. <laughs> Makes sense. Many streets, plural, more than as one. As long as you don't go all SNL on us and start giving us directions somewhere. Oh, yeah, I don't know. The Miranda Del Ra. <laughs> oh, man. All right, so uh, here's the deal, and then we'll go position by position, talk about these games, do all the stuff that we normally do. I just want to give you a, uh, a mouthful of information where hopefully you can, you know, our, our guy Tyler, he'll cover me up so you don't have to stare at my mug the whole time. But we have partnered. He'll spite me. He'll just leave me up the whole time. <laughs> We've partnered with Yahoo Fantasy this NFL season, bringing you lots of great offers, too. You can check out our exclusive limited time offer. Gets you one free month of Awesome O Plus Platinum. To qualify, you need to be new to Yahoo. Sign up for an account via the link below, Deposit and Play. It is just that simple. And uh, Yahoo will then send us your name after you play in your first paid contest. We'll reach out via email with uh, a coupon. And if you need immediate access, no problem at all. Just go to support at awesome.com. We'll get you all set up. You can also claim a free $10 of uh, site credit by clicking on the link in the video description below. Get you uh you can use that ten dollars to enter any yahoo contest you could do the nba eric was talking nba nba fifty thousand dollar everybody wins friday night special that sounds fun or of course this weekend's five hundred thousand dollar nfl wildcard baller that is saturday and sunday make sure you use our dfs tools and projections to sign specifically for yahoo to give yourself the best shot at winning big best of luck to you obviously but from there, the $10 of site credit, all that stuff. Now it's just all about learning, all about knowing what you need to know with the 12 teams that are in action, the six games. You've got uh, just to run it down for the people that don't know. And if you're watching, odds are you do. Raiders, Bengals, Patriots, Bills. Those are the games tomorrow, Saturday. And then, of course, Eagles, Bucks, Niners, Cowboys, Steelers, Chiefs. That's on Sunday. And the lone game Monday night, but it should be a great one. The Rams playing host to the Cardinals. So uh, first and foremost here, my man, which of these games are you just just as a fan, as a better, as a DFS player, which one are you most excited about? San Francisco, Dallas. And it's so weird that that's the one that I keep landing on. It's the highest total on the board at 51. Mm -hmm. It's played in a dome. We've got weather that's going to exist. It's going to be freaking cold in Buffalo. It's going mm -hmm. to be windy in Tampa Bay. It's going to be murder in Kansas City. We're looking at San Francisco, Dallas, really kind of being the game that I I find to be really, really intrigued by, I think both teams are alive to win the Super Bowl out of that game, um, which is such a weird thing to say. Of course, Green Bay, you're going to have to play through Lambeau. That's not going to be ideal for anybody coming out of the NFC. But I feel pretty confident that both sides of the football for both those teams are extremely solid. 
offensively, Dallas has all their weapons intact for the first time in a long time. Same thing with San Francisco, Eli Mitchell, Devo Samuel, George Kittle. Feels like we're running pretty good in the health department in that game as well. So I feel confident that that one's going to shoot out, going to be really fun for DFS purposes and just from a football fan perspective. Let's get into it. If anyone has any questions, comments, thoughts, concerns, whatever it may be, throw them in the chat, be it on YouTube, obviously, on Twitter, wherever you're finding us. We're happy to get those questions answered. A lot of the time, Eric will answer you directly in the chat before I even have a chance to read it. <laughs> it's just he multitasks like you read about. But by all means, if you have any thoughts, let us know, and uh, I will do my best to make sure Eric answers them on air for just the listeners who do not have the chat open if you're driving and listening or whatever it is that you're doing don't do that well i mean listen to well, us you can, while you you're driving drive and like, listen. Don't, just you know don't comment phone, put it down and pull up the video and just just listen are you Audible. a street light do you check your phone at street lights i do it all the time i'm just oh, going to be honest listen i wish i could tell you it was only street lights <laughs> you're an honest man abe you're an honest man <laughs> but i but but i i'm trying to get better i am I know. I'm, I'm so hard Let's talk about the quarterbacks, my man, because uh, you got Patrick Mahomes against Pittsburgh here. He is the highest projected scorer on this slate. And when I say this slate, I mean all six games. So not even specific, obviously, to the day in which uh, Kansas City is playing here. Projected for about 24 points on Yahoo. Pricey, as you would expect. Highest price quarterback, $37. Mm-hmm. Just behind him, Josh Allen going up against the Patriots. He's $36, about 21 projected points. Then you have Dak Prescott. You mentioned him before, $32, about 21 projected points as well. And these three quarterbacks, at least in my mind, are all really interesting. And you can make really compelling cases, quite frankly, uh, against any of them. Uh, even in <laughs> fact, I think it's easier to make cases against all three of them than it is necessarily to make cases for all three. You know, my contrarian view of Kansas City is, you know, Chiefs are favored by nearly two touchdowns. Like this game could get out of hand early. And if mm-hmm. it does, then you're talking about a heavy run game in the second half. You know, maybe Mahomes doesn't even play most of the fourth quarter, like, it, it, I don't know. I have trouble trusting him in this situation when I have other good QBs to choose from. As far as Josh Allen, he's not a, a, a great cold weather quarterback. And as we know, it's going to be basically it's, it's like five degrees going to feel below zero. There could be rain. There could be sleet. It could be ugly. It's not like he was great the last time they were in Buffalo playing and, and had to deal with all the wind. So I don't know. Dak of the three. And again, this is a game that he could lean heavily on the on the running backs, but at least with the projected points like you talked about north of 50 and all the offense that's expected in this one, Dak could go crazy. Garoppolo, even though he's not really built that way, could go crazy. But it, it would seem to me out of these three, not only are you saving money going with Dak, you have the highest upside with Dak. But what's your view? Yeah, I'm I'm looking at Dak Prescott. I mean, I, I love this game. I talked about that. I am going to be on the Jimmy Garoppolo side way more than the field. Uh, simply because with everything being equal there, uh, getting back in and and having all of your weapons healthy here, Jawan Jennings out of the middle of nowhere, the guy ends up being very serviceable. I think that entire game, Dak and, and him, I'm going to be invested in over. I'm coming around, not that anybody should have to be talked into rostering Patrick Mahomes, but I am going to prioritize him over Josh Allen, and I did not expect that earlier in the week, but part of it really has to do with the game environment. Looking at some of the matchups here, New England, got roasted at home by Josh Allen and these Buffalo Bills. I think they'll be able to make adjustments 
you always have to remember Bill Belichick in the playoffs. He's just kind of, he's a monster. He really kind of figures out how to get it done. And I think that game might end up a little bit uglier than I'd really want to be investing in. Pittsburgh gets Juju Smith-Schuster back. And I think that that's probably the biggest piece of news that we have to react to other than in that same game, CEH didn't practice today, which can mean a number of things. One, they just need to put him on bubble wrap and wait until Sunday and, and not let anything get out of hand there, not even let him run through drills. Or two, you could be looking at a severely limited or out CEH for Sunday. So Patrick Mahomes, I think, vaults up the board in that kind of a scenario. I have a lot less concern that they're going to give Daryl Williams 20 touches than I would have concern if CEH were active, where he could definitely get 20 touches. Even just like those short yardage passes, those dump offs to Kelsey, certain things that they do in the offense with Pringle and Hardman, you know, when in motion, I think Patrick Mahomes could get even just a little bit of a bump up if CEH is limited or out. So I'm keeping an eye on that news. I think Juju Smith-Schuster on the other side, not that it's, you know, a, a massive piece of news for Patrick Mahomes, but it's massive for the game in terms of maybe Pittsburgh has another guy who can help that game stay a little bit closer or intact where Mahomes needs to be on the field more. Whereas I look at Josh Allen going up against New England, that's just going to be more difficult for me. So kind of touching on everything you talked about on the top end of quarterback, I think Mahomes clear cut going to be the guy that I want to get to the most out of everybody there. Josh Allen can add things to his legs, but I think I'm just factoring a little bit more of the New England defense bump where I kind of want to be shying away more than I was anticipating. And then Dak Prescott and Jimmy Garoppolo are just full go for me. Value QBs are interesting here, Eric, because they're all priced in the low to mid 20s. You know, obviously mm -hmm. it's a significant savings off the guys that we were just talking about. And, and we didn't even mention, you know, Jalen Hurts, Kyler Murray, obviously on Monday, uh, you know, Joe Burrow, Tom Brady, all these guys that are priced in the 30s, sort of, you know, just a little bit below the guys that we were talking about. But Derek Carr is your best value option. He is about uh, 8x projected value, $22, about 18 points. Garoppolo right behind him in terms of the points. He's also 22 bucks, also almost 8x value. Then you got Matt Stafford, who's projected for about 20 points on Monday, $26. And uh, about seven and a half X as things stand right now, if nothing changes. Uh, of these three, I think the Raiders are really interesting. Carr in particular, I think they're very live for, for an upset in Cincinnati. I think that is a very realistic possibility. Uh, Garoppolo, again, you know, I... I you said you're going to be heavier on the, you know, than the field. I, I understand wanting to get to him just because of what we expect the offense to be in this game. He's just, I don't know, at the end of the day, I still kind of look at it and say, eh, he's Jimmy Garoppolo. He just doesn't, you know, successful game manager wins more than he loses. He just doesn't tend to put up huge, huge fantasy numbers. And then, uh, you know, Stafford, Stafford, obviously, we'll see what he can do uh, living up to the promise of the, this team. Uh, being a, a Super Bowl contender before the season even started. But of these three, I don't know, Carr not only is the best value option, I, I think he's just the best option. Yeah, I'm going to disagree. Just going to Jimmy Garoppolo feels, I think he's quietly had a better season than what people would think of him. I think it would surprise people to know that he's thrown over 300 yards the last two games. I think it would surprise people that he's thrown over 296 yards in four of his last five appearances. So we're talking about really close to that 300-yard threshold. I think you're going to see some allotment of pass touchdowns. Now, Eli Mitchell, Debo Samuel in motion in the red zone, that is an issue. Like That could definitely cap his ceiling, but you're also not looking for 30 out of him. What you're basically saying is, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Tom Brady, Joe Burrow, don't go for 
Don't go for 28, 30 here in this spot. And if you do, I at least maybe can get 20, have a different roster construction than the rest of the field. I'm saving $15 off Mahomes or $14 off of Allen. I find it more difficult, Derek Carr, and, and according to PFF, I mean, this is definitely going to be the weakest defense. 21st in power-adjusted ranked defense are the Bengals. So the Raiders probably have the best spot of any team in the first round just going up against a defense that isn't nearly as good. I mean, Pittsburgh's had their problems as well. Don't get me wrong, but looking at it 21st, I mean, that is just a drastically different number as opposed to their offense, which just does so much of the heavy lifting for them third in power ranked on PFF for that. And that's not going to surprise anybody for sure. But Derek Carr, um, maybe I'm just undervaluing this entire Raiders team more than I should. I do have some Josh Jacobs interest as a straight up pivot for that Saturday slate, but looking at the six gamer on Yahoo, which, you guys should all be playing it. It's free, $25,000 free roll, DFS playoff invitational. Go sign up, go plan that in this six-gamer. I think it's a really fun slate, uh, just to having every single game, being able to uh, late swap into it. I will also say, I like waiting with my quarterbacks. Uh, hey, take a drink if Eric talks about late swap, like he's talking <laughs> about NBA. But Jimmy Garoppolo plays Sunday at 4.30 uh, Eastern time, whereas you know, you get to see how Josh Allen performs. You get to see how Tom Brady does in the afternoon. You kind of are able to figure out if you want to go with a Dallas roster construction and, and have Dak Prescott, who I think undoubtedly has the higher ceiling. But Jimmy Garoppolo, I think just at $22, I'm going to prefer him over Derek Carr a lot of the time, simply because I think people are maybe going to go a little too heavy with Carr. Guys, super wild card weekend. It's almost here. That means plenty of opportunities to take down a big NFL showdown or single game GPP. So through Monday, January 17th, of course, that's right around the corner here. Our NFL Express Weekly Pass will be $1, just $1 for the NFL Weekly Pass uh, to use the promo code. It's super wild. Of course, super wild. All one word. S-U-P-E-R. W-I-L-D, just in case you didn't know, at checkout. That's super wild. One word, all caps, to activate a $1 NFL Express Weekly Pass. Gives you access to our player and ownership rankings for all NFL slates. All of them, everything we have to offer for showdown and single game contests, including our player projections, ownership projections, top plays tool. And remember, you got six games coming your way. That's six different showdowns, a whole lot of tools that are available to you. Again, super wild is the promo code, all caps, one word at checkout. You could simply click the link in the description of the video to activate that promo code. Stop guessing, start winning. Join Awesome Plus today. You'd be foolish not to jump in, do it. All right, let's go to the running backs because people are talking about CEH. People are talking about Darrell Williams. We got our guy, Mike Awesome Yo himself talking about, uh, Josh Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt, his play too in uh, in the chat here. Let's mm-hmm. let's go to these running backs. Your top option projection wise on Yahoo, Leonard Fournette, the defending Super Bowl champion. He is projected for about twenty one points. He's twenty eight dollars. He plays Sunday. Joe Mixon the day before, along with Josh Jacobs, who has mentioned both of these guys are on Saturday. You've got uh, Mixon at about eighteen points. Jacobs at 14 priced very differently mixing at 34 as compared to Jacobs at 23 who of this upper echelon here. And if you want to include Eli Mitchell, Ezekiel Elliott, Daryl Williams, guys like that in there, who stands out to you the most? I mean, Leonard Fournette at $28. I mean, we're now, we just got official word. Literally uh, we have so much news kind of rolling in for a Friday morning. This is beautiful. I think NFL teams are just kind of realizing that, yeah, we kind of need this stuff a little bit <laughs> earlier than we've had. Also, there's not that much to everybody's focus is around six games, 12 teams right now 
for the weekend. Uh, we're kind of just waiting around for different things. Talked about Juju, but uh, Ronald Jones, official word, he's out. He's not playing football. That leaves Le'Veon Bell, Keyshawn Vaughn, Giovanni Bernard did get designated for return. That, that, does, that doesn't mean he's going to be activated, but I, I don't even think that really matters. I think Leonard Fournette was given the bubble wrap treatment here towards the end of the season. They were always going to put him on ice until the end of the year. Uh, and now we just go. Now you have Leonard Fournette go, and everybody knows the kind of upside that he provided throughout this entire season. Not just that Colts game where he put up, put up a nuclear 45, 47-point burger uh, in, in that spot, but we've seen him just constantly get a massive amount of workload. The pass volume, Tampa Bay throws the ball above expectation more than any other team in the NFL here. They're not going to necessarily give Leonard Fournette 25 touches right out of the gate, but you got to be thinking he's going to get some passing game volume. He's going to take as much work as he can handle period. End of story. That makes him in this offense going up against Philadelphia, that uh, 14th uh, power ranked defense here strength, the schedule though, Philadelphia had the second weakest schedule of the entire year at nine and eight. They still weren't that good of a football team. I think this line is a little bit broken Uh, eight and a half here. I would, I'm just so interested in just slamming the pats here. I think, as much as the Eagles will try to run the football, the Buccaneers have the best rush defense in the entire league. Just everything is pointing towards me just looking at the Buccaneers as an undervalued team. Now, that doesn't mean with 30-mile-an-hour wins, I want to go nuts with Tom Brady, but I think that Leonard Fournette is going to be the path that they ride to end up winning this game big time. I'm just I'm chuckling because I'm looking in the chat. John Campbell writes, Bummer, just realized this is Yahoo analysis. Uh, I, I hope I hope John and there'll be other shows coming your way that'll that'll touch on other platforms. What? But I, I hope you haven't been here for 20 minutes and you just realized that because <laughs> like I'm I'm li- like I'm just looking at my screen like Tyler's video that is so well put together and produced here. So it's Yahoo ad up in the corner. Yahoo uh, DFS picks on the sidebar on the bottom line. Uh, Yahoo DFS pick strategy show uh, on the bottom. First deposit and entry on Yahoo. Uh, and then uh, I have the, Yahoo on my damn TV. Yeah, Yahoo on Eric's TV. The video yeah. is titled Yahoo Daily Fantasy <laughs> with a hashtag Yahoo NFL. Um, John, I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt and say either you just got here or you're just listening and you yeah. weren't watching. Of course, even listening, well, we've said Yahoo. Let me let me take it a step further here. So yeah. if you're playing over on DraftKings, FanDuel, <laughs> if you're playing at these other sites, you know how much you're paying in rate. You're paying 16, 16 and a half percent is the kind of going rate for playing in their main iterations of tournaments on FanDuel, the $5 on DK, going to be like the $20, $25 Millie Maker style stuff. You play in the $20 over on Yahoo, you know how much rake you're paying? 10.7%. We're talking about a nearly 6% difference between playing on Yahoo and DK. Now, if you think that you're good enough to just go win every single tournament on DK and FanDuel every single weekend, and you say the hell with rake, and you want to try to just win a million dollars, sure, that's where you can go. But if you want to go to a place where everybody knows your name, and you have the opportunity- I was hoping. I was hoping I you were going to say I, I had Thank to you. for you. It, Thank I you. catch myself. I know who I know my audience. You're my good, audience. Uh, but looking at the Saturday wildcard baller, 500K, 100K to first, Payout structure, 100K, 50K, 25K, 10K. The best payout structure you could possibly ask for compared to some of these other ones where it'll be 100K and then 25K to second. So yeah, it's still top heavy, but like legitimately 10.7% management fee. Identical contests Saturday and Sunday in terms of that structure. 
that's how you're going to win money long-term is by staying in the game and giving yourself more opportunities. So they don't have to max out. I mean, it's three grand to max it out. Have fun if you want to over there, but it's going to make your money go further playing a couple lineups in that $20 over on Yahoo, then a couple lineups in the $5 or the Millie makers on DK. So there, John, and anyone else John. jump into Yahoo and hang out with us because uh, even Mike has mentioned in the chat as well. It's not like the analysis differs all that much site to site in terms of just talking about the games, it's salary, it's point projections, all that stuff. Yeah, that is different from platform to platform. But the game analysis and who you think is going to do well, who you don't, I mean, that's relevant no matter where you're playing or if you're placing bets or whatever you're doing. Heck, visit Odd Shopper. You can check out some of the great information there and place some bets on props, whatever you want to do. But staying with the running backs here, Eric, let's talk about value. Daryl Williams, I mentioned him before. Uh, he's, he's just a, a hair above Leonard Fournette, who I know you're very high on, who's not only the top projected player, but one of the top value options. Daryl Williams is at the top value-wise at about 8X. He's $17. He's projected for about 14 points. Eli Mitchell is in that mix. Sony Michelle on Monday is in that mix. Who stands out most value-wise, or is it just a, you know, Fournette party for you? Well, here's my thing. I, this is why you should be playing multiple slates on multiple sites. So again, Yahoo, this is, there's the six gamer. And I think mm-hmm. that having and loading up in the six gamer, uh, which there are great contests for, especially that one free roll, just get in that 25K free roll. Plus the Yahoo, like, they just have so many different things that you can get in. But for that six gamer, I'm going to load up on Daryl Williams. Like there's no way about it. He's going to be under owned $17. If you get a limited or out CEH, which... Once again, late swap, drink. I definitely think you're at a huge spot going up against Pittsburgh. Worst defense against the running back position, according to fantasy. So we're talking about they give up the most fantasy points to running backs here on the season. And Daryl Williams could just run amok on Pittsburgh here, uh, getting the entire workload. Uh, Again, I don't see him ever being the guy that's going to get 25 touches in any kind of a spot here, but Definitely more of a serviceable receiving volume. If you get stuck with CEH in, $17 kind of mitigates some of that risk of just firing him up anyway. Plus, you've got some viable pivots. If you really want to wait for Sony Michelle $2 more to get to him, I think that should be a pretty pretty easy swap. Uh, he's got his own little bit of concerns there for Monday night, but you know that's going to be more of a showdown concern for a lot of people than than something that we have to talk about for either of these two major slates. But Daryl Williams, no doubt about it. If you don't have CEH, he's going to be even higher on the board for me than Leonard Fournette because of that $11 discount on Yahoo. Yeah, and again, I just think it's going to be a blowout. And if it is, yep. he's you know, going to be running a lot at the end. Again, so, I think the Juju thing another. is gigantic. And I'm not saying you have to roster 100% Juju, but he's around the min on every single site. I just think it gives... So Juju plays primarily out of the slot and he's slowly kind of over the last year and a half fallen out of not favor with Ben Roethlisberger, but I don't think Ben Roethlisberger is capable of doing anything outside of his vision, going to the outside of the field. Juju's kind of gone by the wayside, but you got to at least respect Juju's existence. Whereas I don't think you have to respect Ray Ray McLeod's existence whatsoever. So I think that that kind of opens up the game, maybe a little bit more for Deontay Johnson, Najee Harris, if he's, you know, not limited, if he, if he's good to go, cause they're going to give him, every touch he could possibly handle in that kind of a regard. But I think that that helps that game stay a little bit more intact more than most people might. So I, again, I'm with you where I think Kansas city, I I'm more inclined to think Tampa Bay blows Philadelphia out of the water than Kansas city blows Pittsburgh out of the water. And I know that that sounds really wonky considering a five point difference in the spread, but I don't know. Juju does a lot for that Pittsburgh team just to open up the field for other skill position players. 
if we think that this game tomorrow night in Buffalo because of the weather is going to be more run heavy than it is pass heavy, and I know the projected score, I mean, the the over-under last I looked is 44 points. We're expecting a low-scoring game here. If uh, It's probably not going to be as run heavy, obviously, as their last meeting in Buffalo with the win, but if it's going to be run heavy, Devin Singletary, obviously Damian Harris, are these guys appealing to you? Yeah, Devin Singletary. I mean, I brought it up on on the Wednesday show. He's played over 68% of the snaps in his last five games. That bodes well. Zach Moss has been active and he's gotten some touches here, but Devin Singletary has primarily been the guy. However, when you start talking about win and move on, do or die kind of football games, I don't know how much I trust Devin Singletary to be getting any kind of a red zone workload. Um, it's, it's just questionable to me. I see Josh Allen. I could see Zach Moss coming in not a bruising back. He's not that good, but coming out of Utah, that's more of what he's known of doing is just a downhill runner. I feel like you could be looking at a spot where Devin Singletary, unless he's getting 15, 20 yard touchdowns, you could get really, really squeezed in that spot at the goal line. So I'm, I'm having tough times wanting to like really overinvest. He's really going to be, where does the field fall on him? Because I've, I've been running really good with Devin Singletary the last five weeks. And I want to do it again, but I find it hard at $21 when you have Sony Michelle for $2 less in the six game slate, when you've got Daryl Williams for $4 less, um, you know, I'm, I'm looking at kind of some of those plays being even more secure. Uh, the most secure back on the entire board is Joe Mixon. I think there's no doubt. He was probably the guy. If you had to tell me one guy played 90% plus the snaps, I would pick Joe Mixon every time, but he's the most expensive back on the board at $34. Josh Jacobs would probably be second. And that's where I'm really kind of like planting my flag at the running back position. I'm not a big fan of Derek Carr, but part of that is Josh Jacobs' ability to just move the football. We've seen now 26 plus rushing attempts for him the last three games, all in do or die situations. They ran the table, won their last four games to get to the playoffs to begin with. And Josh Jacobs, his ability to just get it done has been a lot of the reason why. So I'm looking this Cincinnati defense, which I think has some definite holes I'm looking at them as kind of the, the place that I want to target. I'm not really big on that game to begin with outside of, you know, the T Higgins and Jamar chase side of it. I'm going to wait for my quarterback stuff in the six gamers, but uh, I'm much more of a fan of, of taking the Josh Jacobs shot than the Devin single cherry shot. So I'll find that $2 pretty much every time this week. We're halfway home. Let's go to the wide receivers and talk about, uh, of course, Cooper Cup is is far and away your top projected performer. He's your highest price. He's $42. He's about 20 projected points. He's uh, also on Monday. So, you know, if you're playing the Saturday, if you're playing the Sunday, those singular classic slates, you're not so much concerned about Cooper Cup. If you're playing the six-gamer, a lot of you are probably going to want to roster him. But uh, after Cup, you have Tyree Kill on Sunday, Debo Samuel on Sunday. Both these guys projected for right around 16 points. $24, though, for Hill as compared to 36 for Debo Samuel. So you got a big discount here on Tyree Kill if, uh, you know, if, if you're willing, obviously, to, to take the leap. And I know there have been injury concerns. That's your top few right now. Jamar Chase is in the mix as well. Who do you like best? Man. Uh, so for the six gamer, Cooper Cup is $42. I mean, that is just a jarring number. And I got to say, he's the one player that I'm pretty confident people are going to keep roster spots available available for. I'm going to be mixing and matching throughout the other five games. And I think I'm going to be on full fade Cooper Cup on that Monday night game, um, which is just a gross, gross thing to say out loud. But it's up against Arizona here in this spot. And I think Arizona is going to do everything they can to just get this game across the finish line. 
it, it just on the ground. They're going to try to slow this thing down. I would assume they've gotten in some problems here in some of these games where they've been playing catch up and they haven't necessarily had everybody healthy there for a while. Chase Edmonds is dinged up now too, but James Conner, I think is going to get a crazy amount of work here in this spot and whether or not he's able to be effective fantasy wise, I don't really care about, but I truly think that this game isn't going to be something that they're going to sell out to try to stop Cooper cup. He's $42, which is just such a gigantic tag. And I I think I've been on this show every single week talking about, you should just almost near block button Cooper cup. And now I'm going the exact opposite, but I just think that money can go to use throughout the entire five games, mixing and matching. I don't want to wait around and get stuck with the exact same. Cause if you have one roster spot left and it's $42, where do you even pivot off of Cooper cup? If you're trying to win a tournament, like I, I don't even know, like you just go to James Conner and you leave $15 on the table or something that that doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. So obviously you're going to play a lot of Cooper cup on the Monday night showdown, no doubt about it. But if you're playing the six game along with us here at home, Cooper cup full fade for me, uh, I will not have any shares in any six game format, maybe a little bit on, you know, a site like FanDuel where it's 10 K. And I think that there's some viable ways if you have two roster spots open to get away from him, but I'm not seeing it on Yahoo. So I'm going to be starting a lot of my builds uh, down more in this Jamar Chase range, where I just think Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, those two guys, I'm hoping that they can kind of extract a lot of the value. Uh, Joe Mixon, no doubt about it, has a ton of work ahead of him, but we've seen all of the upside in tournaments. And in a six-gamer, there's enough, enough viable spots to go. I need some upside. So Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, definitely going to be my wide receiver priorities here, along with one Mike Evans in that same game environment that I was talking about, where I think Tampa Bay stomps. Mike Evans, without all of these other pieces, no Chris Godwin, maybe Leonard Fournette's a little dinged up. I I doubt it, though. I'm looking at rostering a ton of him in that game, $26. Who else sort of in that that middle tier, that mid-mix before we go to value? Yeah, so, oh, oh, thank you so much, Carlos Manzo. I appreciate you. Um, In this middle tier, I'm definitely looking uh, at getting away from Hunter Renfro. Uh, That's the other guy that I'm just almost full fading uh, throughout this entire slate. So Hunter Renfro, Cooper Cup, just lock them in for 25 each. Uh, that's just kind of the way that NFL has gone here in the last couple of weeks. But CD Lamb, I'm looking at Dallas, San Francisco. Uh, Debo Samuel's a little bit expensive on the $36 end, but $23 here for CD Lamb. He has been, uh, was, oh yeah, abysmal. He's been abysmal <laughs> the last five weeks. No doubt about it. Amari Cooper has come to fruition. They haven't really had to really turn it on here of late. Again, I, Dallas has been pretty secure in their seating here for a while. They've got kind of in a rhythm here of late. Ezekiel Elliott's been more involved just in terms of rushing attempts. Outside of week 17, 16, 17, we're looking at like 18, 16, 12. You get Tony Pollard back here as well. It uh, looks like he's going to be full go, and there's so many other weapons. But C.D. Lamb feels like kind of the forgotten guy in that spot. I think he's going to garner relatively low roster ship in this range. And looking at him compared to a guy like Hunter Renfro where – People have been playing him at will, and it's gone pretty well. Even last week, uh, five targets, four catches. Of course, he gets two touchdowns in that spot when I'm fading him uh, with Darren Waller back. But such is life. I'm looking at C.D. Lamb, T. Higgins, Deontay Johnson. I think the field opens up a little bit more for him with the the addition of Juju Smith-Schuster on this Pittsburgh side. I think that that is a very underrated part. I'm going to be increasing my exposure to Deontay Johnson now the Juju's there, just think it opens up the field a little bit more. So I'm looking at those guys kind of be my primary building blocks in this mid range. 
if you're not a believer in CD Lamb, who's projected for about 14 points, $23, I mean, maybe it's recency bias or maybe it's looking back throughout the year and when Michael Gallup was injured and unavailable, why, why not stay in the same game? Go with Cedric Wilson. He had over 100 yards, a couple of touchdowns last time out. He's projected for about nine points. He's, he's $16, but obviously there's there's real upside potential there. Yeah, this entire range is just loaded. Christian Kirk, Tyler Boyd, Cedric Wilson, even a guy like Zay Jones can get quite a bit of volume here. Uh, Chase Claypool disappears for me. I will have like none. But uh, looking at this entire range, people are going to go to like Gabriel Davis, I think, on the six gamer. I think that that's going to be a popular piece. I'm looking to shy away a little bit more than most. Uh, I, I've i been in love with him. I, I, I've been playing so much of him here in the last couple of weeks. And I just think that this is kind of the spot where, yeah, he got 14 targets last time out, but I think that that's quite an outlier here. And I'm not really looking to fire up a ton of those guys. Now that we get Juju all the way down there at the bottom end at the min, like we're, we're going to be able to build around him, have some opportunities to really stack up that Kansas city game. However you want stack up any other spot that you want. Excuse me. I'm looking at Cedric Wilson. At least he does have some upside there. We've seen some, gigantic red zone share for him here as well big playability Cedric Wilson vertical like there there's no question that he's he's shown to be somebody capable of of fitting in with this wide receiver core I always get worried because it can really thin out and we've seen it thin out even for CD Lamb in recent weeks because of how many weapons they have there in Dallas but uh no doubt about it $16 this range you got to kind of get right somebody's going to be popping Tyler Boyd, Cedric Wilson, Christian Kirk. I think Kirk probably ends up the most popular. Uh, Tyler Boyd, probably even more popular too. So Cedric Wilson, I think that's a really good sneaky call by you. It's probably no surprise that the most valuable wide receiver plays are also the cheapest wide receiver plays. In many (laughs) cases, the flat minimum. You have Jacoby Myers. He's $12, so not quite at the minimum. He's uh, projected for just south of 10 points. But then you have, you know, Quez Watkins, Tyler Johnson, that same game, Philly and Tampa. Cole Beasley's 11 bucks in that same Patriots-Bills game as well. So that's, you know, these are your top projected value plays. None of these guys are projected for even 10 points. You know, touchdown upside obviously is is you know something you'd really be leaning on with these guys, uh, or or a whole lot of catches anyway. But you know, who who jumps out at you in terms of the value? Uh, I think you kind of said the first guy, Jacoby Myers. Anytime you can get a wide receiver one at twelve dollars, that makes some sense, uh, especially if you expect them to be coming from behind, which is exactly what I'm expecting. My problem is that I think you do have to still find some touchdowns. And again, he is by far the best value uh, that exists on this slate, independent of when we get everything updated. I think Juju is going to vault up the board in a lot of ways. But yeah, $12, wide receiver one. It's the same reason Christian Kirk at $16, wide receiver one. Both of them are going to garner quite a bit of attention, and rightfully so. If you're trying to target some pivots in that range to get away from him, Jawan Jennings makes the most sense. I talked about being in love with that game environment. We just saw seven targets, six touchdowns, or sorry, not six touchdowns. That would be a lot. That'd be six nice, catches. Yeah. yeah, I was going to say, you might need him in your roster then. Six catches, two touchdowns, 24.4 Yahoo points. That makes a lot of sense in this range as a direct pivot. If I'm going to be playing some Garoppolo, um, you know, obviously in some kind of a Garoppolo build, I wouldn't say, oh, you should full fade cup here in this spot. But like legitimately, I'm probably shying away from a lot of guys 
at the absolute floor that aren't Juju because you have Juju. I expect to be projected in that same kind of a range here. I'm going to try to get to some of the, the Dak Prescott, CD Lamb type builds with, you know, either a Joe Mixon, Josh Jacobson, really spending up using my money that direction. Debo Samuel there in that same game. But if you're double stacking Jimmy G, I think Juwan Jennings at that exact same number, $12, has proven to be a part of this offense. And, you know, seven targets in a must win game is nothing to shy away from. So I think going forward, him, Ayuk, anybody there can pop from San Francisco any given week. But in the highest total game, on the board. I think that that makes a little bit better investment in tournaments than what I expected Jacoby, uh, popular Jacoby Myers to be. We've got 10, 15 minutes left. If anybody has questions, get them into the YouTube chat or, of course, Twitter, wherever you're finding us. We appreciate it. Let's go to the tight ends here. And uh, Rob Gronkowski with the extra million dollars in incentives coming his way <laughs> after a big week 18. Now he special. Yeah, it doesn't, doesn't need to get a new job, uh, a real job now because he got that seventh catch from Tom Brady. He's projected for about 14 points. He is the best projected option at tight end among these six games. He is $30, though, way, way up. You really got to pay for him, obviously. The bargain days of Gronk are behind us. They are gone. Travis Kelsey is about $13.29 or uh, 13 points, $29. You got George Kittle on Sunday as well, uh, about 13 projected points, $25. Then you get to like Darren Waller, and, and then it's kind of the next tier after that. Among these top options, who stands out? Uh, the top option for the entire six game slate and probably the entire tight end position for me is going to be Dallas Goddard, which sounds so stupid mm. to say out loud. He's $18, but we're talking, I'm, I'm literally just talking about a scenario where I think Tampa Bay blows them away. And if Dallas or if Philadelphia is going to stay remotely competitive, or even if they're trying to come from behind in any kind of a capacity, Dallas Goddard has to be kind of the key for that. We're looking at Gronk $30. That's a hefty number to be spending on Gronk. Travis Kelsey, $29. I think he's probably raw projection. My guy that I'm going to be leaning on the absolute most. I know Gronk has a slightly higher projection. You don't have Godwin there. Red zone share in a playoff scenario. All of that makes sense. But I'm really starting a lot of my builds here, putting Dallas Goddard in at the tight end position and moving on. I don't think people really appreciate how much upside he's had in these random weeks. And Amongst a bunch of studs here, Gronk, Kelsey, Kittle, Waller, Goddard, Schultz, Knox, even Zach Ertz, all of these dudes are just popping like crazy. It is such a loaded tight end position for this slate, but specifically on that three gamer on Sunday, Dallas Goddard is the guy that I think I'm going to be over investing in $18 gets a little bit of a different roster construction. If you're trying to get to Debo and CD and some of the, the main wide receiver weapons in that Dallas and San Francisco game, which I've obviously just completely gushed over nonstop on the show, but Dallas Goddard, $18 reemergence shout out South Dakota state Jackrabbits. We need to be relying on this guy to be getting six, eight, 10, 12 targets. Like if they want to be effective, if Philadelphia isn't able to run the, or run the football against Tampa Bay, which I don't expect because nobody's been able to run the football against Tampa Bay. You got to open it up in a different directions. Dallas Goddard by far, going to be the guy that I think I'm the most invested in for this slate. Well, Goddard is obviously one of the top value options. He's projected for about 11 points on Yahoo. He is sub $20 at 18, but the two guys in front of him who are better value, at least in terms of our projections, $14 a piece, Zach Ertz and Tyler Higby. So Ertz Goddard's former Philadelphia teammate. What are we expecting from him come Monday night in that big game? Well, we would expect with Kyler Murray returning. Now we've seen nine plus targets in four consecutive games. That is a, 
allotment of targets here. They brought in Zach Ertz for a reason, and that is to rely on him. With no DeAndre Hopkins out there, Christian Kirk hasn't necessarily seen as much of the workload, but part of that, Zach Ertz really does. You know, he's playing He's playing football in a dome. I mean, these are these are glorified dome games here in L.A. So I'm looking at Zach Ertz as being somebody that, you know, doesn't have to be in Philadelphia. He's not competing for targets with Dallas Goddard. He's really shown that he's still got something to offer there offensively and uh, looks more spry than he's looked in the past year as well in the last two years. Part of that just being healthy and running good in that department. So Arizona, um, I'm I'm not in love with this football team in terms of investment. Uh, I'm, I'm not looking to, to go too nuts with anybody that isn't maybe Chase Edmonds. That's the one guy I'm contemplating there. But Zach Ertz, I think, is going to be very, very popular. Probably rightfully so at $14. But I think finding that $4 for Dallas Goddard, somebody that I think is going to be more of a forgotten man on that slate going up against Tampa Bay. So uh, I, you have a lot of places you can go at tight end. Uh, I'm looking to maybe pay up and use some of that money elsewhere to get a little bit different. But if you're going to be playing a lot of these stud combinations, Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs, or a lot of Tom Brady to Mike Evans, you definitely are going to see Zach Ertz being plugged in in a lot of those lineups. Uh, Steven noting that uh, Uzuma versus the Raiders, poor tight, uh, who are poor against tight ends, contrarian play for you. I'm not going to be doing that on the six gamer. I totally think on Saturday that he makes some sense my big issue is the target share that exists with those three wide receivers. You know where the football's going here. Um, and, and again, the Raiders versus the tight end, you can look into that a little bit and schematically there's that, but they are go- it's, it's so reliant. Look at the, look at some of the guys that they've played also in recent weeks for the Raiders. I mean, you just, you're going to have better tight ends perform better against certain teams. So uh, I, I just feel like Uzoma's very thin uh, and kind of unnecessary when you have, Look at all these ceilings. Somebody between Goddard, Kelsey, Kittle, Gronk, Schultz, Fryermuth, like somebody is going to definitely be popping out of that grouping, especially on that on that Saturday Sunday combination of games. You know, I I feel like you need to get away from from some of this some of this Uzoma talk. I, I get it for the Saturday. You should probably have a lot if you're getting away from Waller, but outside of Saturday, I'm just going to have none. The DST position, you know, normally we, we'd have, you know, a couple of really good plays in lousy games and, you know, but that's, <laughs> that's when you've got every team available to you, obviously, throughout the NFL when it's just six games and these are all playoff teams, it becomes a lot more congested. Mm-hmm. Salaries are similar and projections are not too dissimilar either. So the Buccaneers are at the top, of course, defending Super Bowl champs. It was a Super Bowl defense last year and everybody's back. Uh, you know, you got some injuries and that sort of thing, but, you know, we know that they're, they're playoff tested they've they've got the medal they're projected for about eight points fifteen dollars then uh no surprise the bills given what the weather is given what the patriots offenses look like the last month you got them uh, at about uh, seven and a half projected points eighteen dollars their pay up option not unlike the pats by the way who are projected for about six points but also eighteen dollars uh twenty dollars the cowboys in that game which Sounds a little crazy to me, just given all the points we're expecting in it. I know what that defense has been capable of and all the takeaways and defensive touchdowns and everything this year. Still, $20 is not what I'm looking to pay for a a defense and special teams unit this weekend. They're projected for about six and a half points or so. So uh, who jumps out at you? Bucks. Bucks, big time, big time. They're our our raw projected team at 7.87, but I'm going to have a lot of Bucks defense at $15, getting away from that $20 Cowboys defense. I don't know how that ended up being a thing. Um, 
I, I understand they've had a lot of takeaways, but I'm not really looking at investing in them uh, whatsoever as a defense. I'm wanting points out of that game. And I think just looking at the Buccaneers up against Philadelphia, Philly isn't going to try to throw the ball around that much from the early going. But later in the game, if I'm expecting Tampa Bay to be pouncing on them, $15 there, Jalen Hurts has the turnover prone ability. Like it's definitely something that's in his arsenal here. And it's just too cheap for a defense that I think come playoff time is really going to turn on the jets. They're our top projected defense. You're looking at a total here for the Eagles. That is uh, what Vegas total. I mean, it's not exactly the best spot to be looking at investing uh, on the Eagle side of the football as it is. And on a six gamer, you don't need to play like one player against your defense or anything like that. On these three gamers, I'm definitely going to have a lot of defense against certain players in my lineups, just looking for volume or trying to isolate a touchdown or two. But I think that the no doubt about it, $15 is going to be your most secure defense. If I want to get off the board, though, like if I'm looking to get a little bit different, I do think 49ers at $11. I did just say, hey, $20. I don't know how you land on that for Cowboys, but. 49ers have the ability to get after the quarterback and Dak Prescott. There have been these really wonky games where we've seen that he just kind of disappears. Uh, Washington, he ended up having those two picks, got salvaged a little bit at the end of that game. They won a tight one in Washington. Uh, He's gotten a bunch of these sack totals. I know there was a Kansas city that, that won that kind of uh, horrendous primetime game that they played against each other. Week 11, five sacks, two interceptions there. Dak Prescott in come from behind mode is a little bit more of a sitting duck than you would think him to be. Maybe that's partially from the ankle surgery last year or the leg surgery. I'm, I'm looking at possibly $11 San Francisco. If I'm playing some Eli Mitchell, I don't mind a little bit of that correlation together. That's it. I got that. Oh, it's me. Hello, everybody. Adam Kaufman is out and about living his life. That's so fantastic. Guys, I'm telling you right now, defense is really, really fantastic. Tyler Sander, <laughs> this is so good. Uh, just, you know, I'm going to keep handling here. Uh, defense, top stacks. That's going to be kind of one thing that I want to talk about with you all as we're rounding out the show. We've got 11 minutes here still to go, but looking at the top stacks tool for Yahoo this week, uh, it is definitely going to be a spot where Cincinnati, we're seeing them pass the ball an absolute ton, 44% for this Saturday slate. Uh, you know, you got to look at these independent Buffalo, 34% and Vegas, 14%. I think one of the things you can do in your lineups to really kind of weed out maybe 10%, 11%, I'm going to have zero Mac Jones. Uh, I think that that's some, I'll let other people pay the rate trying to go that direction on the Saturday slate going to like the Sunday slate. I think it definitely opens up a little bit more where Jimmy G on the bottom end is somebody that just 11.4% top stack potential. I don't think it gets anywhere close to that kind of a number, but we've got Tampa Bay, Kansas City there, 35.6%, 20.8% on the Sunday only slate. Be very, very cognizant of where you need to go in terms of these top stacks and in terms of putting your teams together, because I think how you construct your teams and finding that one piece of differentiation is always going to be a little bit more profitable than trying to scatter shot and figure out how you want to get and construct, you know, getting to exposure of a little bit of everybody. Because even with 150 lineups, I'm not going to get to just about any Pittsburgh stacks. Like I'm going to play a lot of Juju, a lot of Deontay Johnson, but 
Ben Roethlisberger, kind of a write-off because you have too many other upside quarterbacks that exist on this board. The game environment, San Francisco and Dallas is just too good. And Kansas City and Tampa Bay, it's Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady in the playoffs. That shouldn't shock anybody. We should definitely be looking at kind of investing those. But if you guys have any specific questions on this slate, I think this is a really good time to kind of fire those in here too. I would love to just be as helpful as possible for you guys. If there's any questions you have about Yahoo pricing, if there's a certain player that you guys want to discuss, I got everything prepped over here. I'm happy to take any kind of questions that you guys might have. Uh, you're all here hanging out on a Friday afternoon. I want to be as helpful as humanly possible. Let's see, Niners D at $11. They are playing better, and Dallas has had some struggles. You and I are on the same page there, Stephen Lee, but it's uh, Burrow, Chase, and Higgins. Uh, so Chase and Higgins, I think, is going to be a popular pairing for the Saturday slate. We're looking at, obviously, the most popular combination, and this is something that I found surprising going through Fantasy uh, Cruncher Rewind for a lot of the DraftKings slates, but uh, I found it very, very interesting that quarterback with two wide receivers was the most popular stacked combination of anything on these two and three game playoff slates. So I want everybody to be hyper aware of that. Finding a way to skinny stack Chase Burrow might be the way that I take a little bit more, figuring out the run back there in some kind of those situations. So uh, be aware of that. Um, we Oh, we got Adam back. I'm going to take this last question here. Alex, double tight end. Uh, double tight end is very, very viable for Sunday slate. I mean, you have so many high upside options. I mean, you're definitely trying to isolate some touchdowns and come playoff time, Gronk, Kelsey, Kittle, Waller, Ertz, Goddard. We have cheap guys on the bottom end and Higby even, you know, you can put him into the mix. $14 for him, $14 for our friend uh, Zach Ertz, $18 for Goddard. You have cheap tight ends. You have expensive tight ends. Uh, I think all over the place, double tight end, very, very viable on this playoff slate compared to what I would expect it to be. Who are you expecting to be the most owned players this weekend? Not, you know, you don't need to give me a, a laundry list, but a, a couple that jump out at you. Uh, so Saturday's slate, Joe Mixon's going to be the highest known, uh, I think probably bar none uh, across the industry. There's just such a secure workload. I think Yahoo's probably the spot you get a little bit of an ownership discount because you're talking $34 to $23 being the discrepancy between him and Josh Jacobs. But Leonard Fournette is going to be the highest owned player, I think, through and through on every single site. His price came down inexplicably, and I get it. He's been out for a while. They haven't necessarily had to change his pricing here a whole lot, but I mean, we were paying mid 7K for him on DK. And now, you know, that, that he's 5,600 over there on Yahoo. You know, we were paying 28, 30, $32 for him. He's $28. So, I mean, it's going to be a little bit muted, but he's just in such a strong spot here against this Philadelphia team. You have such a, you have such a diluted target share, um, you know, uh, normally in a, a normal week there when you had Godwin active, you take Godwin out of the mix, it's going to be Fournette, Gronk, and a lot of Mike Evans. So I feel pretty confident in saying Leonard Fournette, probably going to be your most popular player on this six gamer. And I think rightfully so. Who are your favorite pivots then? Ooh, there you go. That's the one. Uh, Josh Jacobs, I think for Saturday's slate is somebody that I'm really wanting to invest in on Yahoo. $23 gives you a steep difference. The $11 I think can get put to use getting a little bit different uh, for Saturday's slate. For the six gamer altogether, I don't know if I'm necessarily looking at pivoting a ton off of Leonard Fournette. There are six games. I think that ownership is going to come down to a place where you just kind of want to be over the field on him. But at $28, you know, you're looking at a $27 James Conner. If you can wait and you can get to a spot where you have James Conner, you know, in that late night hammer, obviously the very last game of this entire slate, 
for a dollar less and Leonard Fournette puts up 18, you could be in a really, really good spot. Um, I think that that's kind of a fascinating wait and see kind of scenario. And if you need to mix and match, if you have like two, three roster spots, you're able to get to some kind of a Stafford cup build uh, in kind of a last second, uh, last second scrap there in the event that somebody goes off in one of those earlier games. But I, I do kind of like the wait and see approach. It's just going to be hard for me to pass up on Fournette's upside in this spot, but uh, pivot James Conner would have to be it. Najee Harris a little bit less so for me, but Anytime a, a running backs can get 90% plus of the snaps expected, it's hard not to have some interest there. Steven says, someone must have told Koff a new season of Cobra Kai dropped. You know, I, <laughs> I, I did hear that uh, they've already filmed season five, but we have to wait a while for that one. Uh, Jamal writes, I like how Kaufman just snuck back in like he was just in the background chilling while Eric was on a rant. That was my plan, man. I, I, I think I was only gone for like two, maybe three minutes. I didn't even think anybody would notice. You must have said something. Uh, oh, uh, it must have been, yeah, two, maybe three minutes, maybe four, maybe five minutes. But, you know, maybe it's one of those things where there's this natural, like, you realize, you know, uh, you're at the airport and you go on the little, you've now reached the end of your boarding walk. Like, I'm done talking about this subject and there's nowhere to go. It just stops. Like, you're moving, you're moving, you're moving, it stops. And you either walk yourself or you just stand there. Yeah. That was well, a good analogy on the fly. It was. I mean, I, I hope you kept walking. I mean, I didn't come back I to did. silence, so you didn't I stand. Did. Yeah, I and felt like I was I mean, on you Twitch. You didn't go all just... Lloyd Christmas and, and run and fall off the tarmac. You seem to be doing okay. It, ha it happened again, Harry. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Oh, beautiful. All right. So here's the deal. Obviously, you have been educated. You have a lot of knowledge that we have thrown at you, Eric, in particular, over the last hour uh, regarding this NFL slate and Yahoo. But the fun, it does not stop here. You got a lot more Osmo programming coming your way over the course of the day today. In fact, coming up in a matter of minutes, about three minutes, maybe four, maybe five, Eric, you'll have the NFL strategy show tournament strategy. It will be Greg and Neil, uh, Aton and Emac coming at you with the prize pick live NFL show at 4.30 until 5, then at 5, the NBA Deeper Dive, Laffy and Adam, and then you are back with uh, our pal Greg for NBA Live Before Lock. That is at 6 o'clock Eastern time. And then, of course, a whole bunch more NFL programming over the course of the weekend to get you uh, ready for each and every slate and then on to Monday and then, uh, you know, more with the two of us next week and plenty of NBA talk and all that good stuff as well. So we got a lot happening, man. NFL playoffs are here. It's about time. Not to say that, you know, I, I wanted to rush through the regular season. I enjoyed it, but uh, it's, it's nice. It's nice that the games really matter now more than ever. So this is, this is good. This will be fun. It's very true. I'm, I'm ready to rock. I hope you guys are ready to rock. It's been fun talking regular season NFL, but it's nice to have some playoff games that really, uh, they, they stand out. This is going to be a fun weekend. I think we might get some actual, actual good football. Uh, let us hope. Thanks to Tyler, our producer, of course, Eric, who is, uh, you know, uh, fortunately a, uh, a, 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 a very, what, what long winded, long winded. Yeah. Long winded will work. Cause I can't think of a fancier way to say that. Cause I'm, I'm tired and brain dead. All right. I'll talk to you again uh, next week. Enjoy the weekend. Good luck, everybody. We'll see you later.